open eyes that we may see to follow the segment, we are going to be studying the book of Exodus. The book of Exodus is very poignant, very important in this time segment. It is the second book of Moses. 
and it is a time of, uh, you know, a, depart, a time of departure, a time of uh, uh, a road out, a time of uh, a way, a way out of something. So, I want to take you on a journey of Exodus, the book of Exodus. It is the second book in the Bible. And this year, with this with this daily devotional, I decided to do a little little things a little different. And uh, you know, so let's get into Exodus 1, 1 through 22. Okay, babies, come on, let's get out, get your, get your Bible, get your tablet, get your cell phone, and let's read this together, okay? All right, let's get this word. Today we are going to read Exodus 1, chapter 1, 1 through 22. Exodus 1, 1 through 22. And it reads, Now these are the names of the children of Israel, which came into Egypt. Every man and his household came with Jacob. Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah. Issachar, Zebulun, and Benjamin. Dan, Nephthal, Gad, and Asher. And all the souls that came out of the loins of Jacob were 70 souls. For Joseph was in Egypt already. And Joseph died. And all of his brethren and all that generation. And the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly. abundantly and multiplied and waxed exceeding, exceedingly, exceedingly, exceeding mighty. And the land was filled with them. Now, the, now there rose up a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. And he said unto his people, Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come on, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply. And it come to pass that when their falleth out any war they join also unto our enemies and fight against us and so get them up out of the land therefore they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens and they built for pharaoh treasure cities Pithium and Ramesses but 
the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. And they were grieved because of the children of Israel. And the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with rigor. And they made their lives bitter with hard bondage and mortar and in brick and in all manner of service in the field. On their service, where we, wherein they made them serve was with rigor. And the king of Egypt spake to the Hebrew midwives, of which the name of the one was Sapphira, and the name of the other poor. And he said, When ye do the office of a midwife to the Hebrew women, and see them upon the stools, if it be a son, then ye shall kill him. But if it be a daughter, then she shall live. But the midwives feared God and did not as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the men children alive. And the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said unto them, Why have ye not done this thing and have saved the men children alive? And the midwife said unto Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not, not as the Egyptian women, for they are lively and are delivered ere the midwives come in unto them. Therefore God dealt well with the midwives, and the people multiplied and waxed very mighty. And it came to pass, because the midwives feared God, that he made them houses. And Pharaoh charged all his people, saying, Every son that is born ye shall cast into the river, and every daughter shall save alive. I have read to you Exodus 1 and 1 through 22. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we come to you to say thank you. <laughs> thank you, Lord, for saving a wretch like me. I was lost, now found, and now I'm free. Thank you, Lord, for these things that you have given me, that you have bestowed upon me, that you have um, just delivered me. It reminds me of the song, This is my exodus. This is my exodus. Deliver me. God, you delivered me out of things that I didn't think I would make it out of, but you delivered me anyway. You gave me an exodus. You gave me a way out. You gave you you walked me through the valley of the shadow of death, and I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff they comfort me. Thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you for allowing me to see the error of my ways before I pass from this earth. Thank you, Lord, for opening my eyes. Say, Father, open our eyes. Open our eyes so we may see what we need to see, when we need to see, and how we need to see, and how we need to pertain to that when we see it. How we need to address that. Thank you, Lord, 
for so many things. In the mighty name of Jesus, we do pray. May you add a blessing to the reading of his word. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen.
right now, let's dive into this. <laughs> Exodus 1, 1 through 22. As we can see that in this chapter, we have Jacob and all of his family, all his generational, every all the generations that came with him to Egypt. And now that they are there, and it comes a time, it says, and in, in one and one and five, it says, all and all the souls that came out of the loins of Jacob were seventy souls, for Joseph was in Egypt already, and Joseph died, and all his brethren, and all that generation. So you think about this lifespan of just from. Jacob's children, right? And all the children have lived there and all the, and now they have passed on. That generation is gone, right? So now you have another generation coming up and God has multiplied them exceedingly and abundantly and And the land was filled with them. And then we see that they have a new king in Egypt. A new king in Egypt. And this new king did not know about Joseph. But he noticed that the people, he noticed that the people were abundantly and exceedingly multiplied. And he says, he says that, he says, and he says unto his people, behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. He's already gotten to this point where he notices the people, but he feels like they may overtake him and his kingdom. So he decides to, you know, he, he in his opinion, he thinks he's dealing with these people wisely. And in this point, he says, therefore, they did set over them taskmasters. So he decides to go ahead and taskmasters. He has made it clear that he does not want these people to rise up against him and overtake him. So he decides to make them slaves. He decides to take it in upon himself and say, I want to make them work for us, for me. And in this time frame, he 
uses them to build up the city's python at Pythium and Ramesses. And it seemed like the more the more um the more he asked of them, the more they multiplied. The more they multiplied. And the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve them with rigor. So he decided to get them hard labor. Hard labor. He turns them into slaves and makes them work for him to build his cities of glory, to build the cities that he wants to build and 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 do his bidding and things of that nature. And he made them hard with bondage. And they learn a new trade. They learn a new trade at this point because they're using, they're having to use mortar at mortar to turn mortar into bricks. And in bricks and the manner of service in the field and all the service that we're in, they made them serve was with rigor. Everything he decided to place upon them was hard labor. It means to work a person till you cannot work them anymore. Rigor means hard work. And the king of Egypt spake to the Hebrew women, of which the name of one of them was Sapphira. And the name of the other was Pua. And then he even gets more. How can I say this? He he's just afraid. He's one of those afraid people that I don't want nobody doing more than me. I don't want nobody to do more. I don't want nobody to have more than me. I don't want anybody to have uh have more and I don't want them to become more of what they are. He is so afraid that the people, the the people, the Hebrews will overtake his kingdom that he decides to proclaim that the the boys that are born of the Hebrew women that the midwives should kill them. He's like, yeah, okay, now, okay, so he's made that declaration. All this is out of fear that the people will overtake him. And he says, and when ye do the office of the midwife to the Hebrew women and see them upon the stools, um, if it be a son, ye, ye, ye shall kill him. But if it is a daughter, you, you, you keep her alive. And the midwives fear God. See, it's something about when you fear God. They knew about God. They they knew about God's favor. They knew. They knew. Because it was passed down through generations, the teachings of God and his promises and his power. And it was passed down through generations to know about how God saved their predecessors or how God guided the predecessors and how God says no man shall be for me 
when you have the fear of God passed down through your family, you have an understanding that God can do all things. And did not as the king of Egypt commanded them, but save the men children alive. And the king of Egypt says, say, um, why didn't you do what I asked you to do? And the midwife said, said unto Pharaoh, because the Hebrew women are not at, are not as the Egyptian women. For they are lively and are delivered ere the midwives come in unto them. Therefore, God dealt well with the midwives because we follow the instruction of God and not of you. We have favor in God's sight. And that shows a lot when it comes to how how God can, how God is so influential in their lives. They are sitting here defying Pharaoh of what he is asking of them. And in the text, it's like, excuse me, but um, I'm not killing nobody. God didn't, God didn't say that to me. He said that to you. That's something that you want. So I'm sorry, but I fear God more than you. And it says, and it put in the past because the men watched fear God that he made them houses. He made a way for them because they were obedient to him. Pharaoh charged all his people saying, every son that is born, ye shall cast into the river. Okay, now you don't want to kill them. Now you want to drown them. You hope they drown. And every daughter ye shall save alive. Okay, now you got all these women, but you don't got no men. You want to cast out the men because you are threatened by the men in this segment and it is like wow go back let's go back for a minute pharaoh is showing that he is afraid of these people and no matter what he tried to do to the people they stay they still multiplying they still growing they're still exceeding and abundantly multiplying and he can't understand that because he does not have a relationship with God. Pharaoh does not have a relationship like the Hebrews do with God. Because that is what they have been told and taught through the generations of their fathers, of their forefathers, their grandfather, their great-grandfather. It's been passed down that God is everything. God is everything to the people. When you do not understand people, you fear them. You take your fear of the people because you don't sit down and have a conversation with them. You don't sit down and have dialogue with them. You don't try to have communion with them. You don't try to have anything with them because these people, you don't understand them. So instead of me trying to understand you, I'm gonna put you beneath. I'm gonna try to belittle you, or I, I'm gonna I'm gonna just take you over, and I'm gonna run up. I'm gonna run amok and treat you like dogs in the street. And I I don't care how you feel, and you're gonna work with me, and you're gonna do what I say, or I, you did type attitude. 
But see, he just did not understand how God was looking out for them. No matter what somebody does to you, no matter what somebody does to you, God always ends up blessing the oppressor. Always ends up blessing the oppressed people. And it may not seem like it, but hey, look at it. Look, look at it for what it is. I'll give you another example of this kind of this kind of uh, situation where you have slavery. But it seemed like no, you know it. You know, uh, 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 white men wanted to take the people, and they went over there to Africa, and they turned around and turned them into slaves. There's a second time the people of Africa have been slaves because Egypt is in Africa. Well, it's not the same time frame, but it's the same context. And you force them to do the work and you force them to uh, do your bidding. And you're less than me. And you're and and you're not you're not of me, and I want to use you for what I need you to use you for. I need you to build our cities. I need you to build um fight for us. I need you to uh do the architecture for us. I need you to um you know uh, do as I say and not as I do. If I got more than you, you less than me. If I got more than you, I'm better than you. If I got more than you, uh, you, 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 you're not on my level, as they say. But God always makes a way out of people that have been being oppressed. And it's it's a thing of hey, I got a new king, I got a new ruler. Now he's just being abusive. You're just being abusive. And no matter what is going on, God always finds a way to bring his people, people that he loves, people that he has a purpose for, to bring them out. Bring them out. Bring them out from where you are. As we say, we are in the book of Exodus. The Exodus is road or way out. That's just like uh, we call, we think of the Holocaust. Where this one man, Hitler, decided he was better than the Jews. He was German and the Jews and he was better. And okay, all right, now I'm going to just take you and abuse you. That's another example. And then you see how the great migration starts when they try to escape from the Holocaust. Where he's gathering up all these Jews and putting them in the camps and putting them into housing projects and things like that. And he's just annihilating these people. 
because he thinks that he's better than somebody else. And it's like, wow, you see this through time. You see this through time. And it's 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 like, wow, no one is exempt from somebody oppressing them. Isn't that amazing? You look through time, you look at all the stuff that's happened. When somebody has gone and overtook somebody, you know, with Saddam Hussein, and and you got, uh, you you go through these different generations, but you see the same thing. It's like this one person comes along and decides, okay, I just want to take over these people. And that's like, wait a minute. Okay, but God always makes a way where some of the people that lived during the Holocaust, now they live here in the United States. And some people left, some people left during that time to come to the United States. A lot of them did a great exodus because someone was oppressing them. And God makes a way when you least expect it. You look in this this chapter and you say, okay, now what kind of leader? It is the question that I'm, this this is the question I'm saying to myself, okay, I've read this chapter. So who is going to stand up and speak for them now? We're going to find out that question in our future readings in our future dialogue about this book of Exodus. It's the second book of Moses. So, I thank you for listening. I thank you for joining in. And if you have any questions, please reach out to me. Please reach out to me. For it is very important that we that we you know, talk about how good God is. How how marvelous he is. How wonderful he is. How glorious he is. And what he's delivered you from. Brought you through and brought you over. And, and done some things for you that you didn't think you'd get through. Okay. So I want y'all to have a blessed day. And I will see you next time. On Daily Devotional. With Sharice Johnson Moore. Bye babies. Hello, hello, hello. This is Sharice Johnson Moore here. And I just want to say, I would like to know what kind of programs you have going on at your church or what functions that you have going on in your community. So, leave me a message for your, with your church name, where you're located, and then in the name of your event what day it is happening and I will shout it out to all my followers so we can you know we can see what's going on in the different communities in our world you know and I want to share my platform with other people other churches other organizations that are doing positive uplifting program 
you know, from our children to our teenagers to our young adults and to our seniors. And if you have birthdays and you want to shout out, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm for that too. So I want you to come share, come share your programs or your events on Daily Devotional so we may know what is going on in your neck of the woods, okay? And um, don't be shy. Leave a message, okay? I love y'all, and y'all have a blessed day, okay, babies? Hello, everyone. Sharice Johnson Moore here, owner and CEO of LBMTV. At LBMTV, our objective is to give you programming that will invigorate, motivate, and inspire you. Our programming will provide you with insight, in-depth knowledge, and solutions in your daily living. We can be seen on every smart TV, smartphone globally. We're located on the C1 Media Smart TV app, Apple TV, Roku TV, Amazon Fire TV, Android TV, and Google TV. So get ready to enjoy positive, uplifting programming for your daily living here at LBM TV, where we care about you. everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Sharice Johnson Moore here and I have something special for you. Okay, I'm starting a new streaming channel and it is entitled LBM TV. Okay, so I want to get you seen in front of 4.5 million people. Okay, you know how many people that is that you could advertise your business to, that you could put yourself on front of the people to be seen. 4.5 million people. Oh my God, that's a lot of people, right? So, I'm opening the door for all of those that would like to advertise on my TV channel, LBM TV, an opportunity to really get in front of the people. You can contact with contact me through lbmtvmedia at gmail.com for further details. lbmtvmedia at gmail.com for further details. Okay, so I want to get you seen in front of 4.5 million people, okay? So that's on a daily basis. And I wanted to let you know that I support all businesses, okay? So come on in, come on in the room and get seen on TV, okay? All right, babies, I love you.